clock right above? You can do, you can do as you can, I guess, earlier is better. Okay, so if the prayer finished by two, that's okay? That's okay. Okay, Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد 
each and every one of us on a constant, consistent basis. We constantly need different things. We constantly feel like we need different things. It could be something small, it could be something big, it could be somewhere in between. We're constantly in need. And our deen teaches us that one of the best ways that we can facilitate our needs being met, us receiving what we want from Allah Azza wa Jal, is for us to be proactive and to help other people in connection with that same area of life that we want help in. Allah will help us so long as we're helping our brothers and our sisters. We can understand this on a macro level, we can understand this on a micro level. We can understand this regarding large momentous events in life and it also applies to the smaller day-to-day -day things in life as well. The principle remains. Allah will help me so long as I'm helping my brother. My brother in humanity, but especially my brother in Islam. There's supposed to be an extra cherry on top of Rahmah when we're dealing with each other as Muslims. Unfortunately, sometimes we do the opposite. We're extra harsh with our Muslim brother or sister, but then we're kind with everyone else. No one is saying not to be kind to everyone else when you're at the supermarket, when you're at the gas station. The norm should be Just speak kindly, be good to people, not just with your words, also with your body language. To people in general. But with Muslims, there's supposed to be an extra cherry on top, an extra layer. If we truly want to follow in the footsteps of our Nabi, we all claim this, but are we living it to the best of our ability? Or is it simply lip service? I love the Prophet, and then I go and I take jabs at my Muslim brother or sister. It could be regarding a totally valid difference of opinion, which is extremely common. But you have no difference of opinion regarding the importance of Rahmah, regarding the importance of Adab, regarding the importance of Akhlaq. These are universals. You have no difference of opinion regarding this. You have no difference of opinion regarding the ayah, Okay, so, you know, there's this understanding that you should only be, you know, kind to your Muslim brother or sister sometimes, but these other days you don't have to. This is universal. There, there, there's no discussion regarding this. So if we're forfeiting universals for the sake of particulars, and even those particulars have many different valid opinions, then I'm robbing myself, potentially, of ending up in Jannah with the Prophet ﷺ. Why? If I claim to love the Prophet ﷺ, and the hallmark of the Prophet, as Allah mentions, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ In Christianity, you have John 3.16. We have Anbiya 107. Allah says to the Prophet, and we didn't send you for any reason whatsoever except as mercy to mankind and by extension creation. How, how can we summarize who the Prophet was in a sentence, in a nutshell? What's the thesis? So I need to take a step back. We need to take a step back and look at how do we simply treat each other? Are we trying to live the Qur'an 
as opposed to only reading it. There's abundant good in reading it, no question. But the real fruit from reading it and listening to it is in your actions. Think of who Sayyidah Aisha is, radiallahu anha. Think of who she is. Think of her status. Think of her role. Think of how much we learn from her, how much we take from her, radiallahu anha. She was the wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So she, she had access to the norms and the habits of the Prophet like your average community member did not have access to. And on top of that, she was an expert in Islamic law. She was asked, radiallahu anha, regarding the Prophet Think of how much has been written regarding his seerah. How much has been said regarding his seerah, regarding his life, regarding his practices, his actions, his norms. Think of how much we benefit from the fragrance of the sunnah of the Prophet Think of those 23 years regarding his mission and also think of the 40 years before that. So she's summarizing 63 years in one line. What does she say? His character was the Qur'an. Notice what she highlighted. She highlighted his character. She didn't highlight how beautiful his recitation was, although it was the most beautiful. She didn't highlight anything regarding his physical appearance, even though he was the most beautiful. The primary thing that she highlighted, we would say in a nutshell, his character was the Qur'an. So I need to take a step back and reflect and ask myself, how much do I care about helping my Muslim brothers and sisters? Particularly the ones that I interact with on a consistent basis. The ones you see in the masjid all the time. The ones you see at home all the time, your immediate family. Your friends that you interact with all the time. Especially regarding those that you spend the most time with, is it even on your radar to think, how can I help this person? Imagine two people praying in the same masjid, in the same row, right next to each other. One of them is in dire need of receiving zakah, literally for their survival. And the person next to them, Allah has blessed them and made them very wealthy and very well off. The sign of a healthy prophetic community, traces of truly trying to live and embody what the Prophet left us with we should be aware of what we're going through. We should be aware of what the person next to us is going through. For better or for worse, we should be together through the good times and the bad. We should be aware that this person in the community, you know, Allah gave them this blessing. We should make dua for them. And if someone else is afflicted with a calamity, how can I help them? How can I live my deen? I can claim La ilaha illallah all day long. Am I living that claim? In the Quran, we have very, very, very different groups of people. Both groups said something similar. Both groups said similar words that they believe in one God, that Allah is their Lord. But regarding one group, Allah describes them as radiallahu anhum wa radu'an. Allah says that He's pleased with them and they're pleased with Him. 
the, these people, this group, the Sahaba, the, the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu what does Allah say regarding them? They say their Lord is Allah and they back it up and they live it and they try their best to remain firm. They try their best to remain steadfast. Meaning it's not only lip service. It's not only saying my Lord is Allah and then I don't do anything to back up that claim. They do both. There's a time and a place for the words but there's an extra emphasis when it comes to actions. There's another group. Allah mentions in the Qur'an, they also said they believe in Allah. But look at how Allah describes them, because Allah knows our innermost realities. And we can't get too comfortable. When Sayyidina Umar when he found out that, that there were names of the hypocrites mentioned to Hudayfa, think of who Sayyidina Umar is. Think of his standing, think of his rank, his maqam, think of his personality. When we think of justice, we think of Sayyidina Umar when it comes to the Sahaba He goes to Sayyidina Hudayfa and he asks him, am I on that list? What is his primary concern? I need to, I need to make sure that I'm doing my part as best I can. I need to dot my I's and cross my T's before anything else. Because the easy thing is for someone to go and nitpick at what that person is doing and what that person is doing and oh, that person is making this mistake and they're making that mistake. That's easy. The hard part, instead of pointing the finger outwards, by the way, like Iblis, the real challenge is to look internally. That's the hard part. And that's why nobody wants to do it. Because it's really difficult. It's really hard. But what's the legacy that our father Adam left us with? The legacy of tawbah. The legacy of taking responsibility. The legacy of recognizing and understanding, I made a mistake, Ya Allah forgive me. There's a huge difference between the two. When it comes to our deen, we need to be proactive. When it comes to our deen, going back to the example of those two people who may be praying next to each other in the same line in the same masjid, one needs, the, one needs zakat to survive and the other one is thinking, what should I do with my zakat? Where should I send it? In a healthy community, people are going to know about each other in good ways, not in gossipy, backbiting, filthy ways. No. But if someone learns that someone is struggling with addiction, what can I do to help them? As a community, what can we do to help them? Someone is going through a difficult divorce, what can we do to help them? Someone is going through financial challenges, what can we do to help them? That's where you find the essence of our deen, the fruit of our deen, when it comes to living it, when it comes to embodying these principles and concepts in our character. And if a person has this attitude and this approach that they're looking to serve others, they're looking to serve humanity, they're looking to serve their community, they're looking to serve their Muslim brother and sister, in turn, Allah is going to help them. So if you want Allah to help you with your education specifically, think to yourself, how can I help other people with their education? If you want Allah to help you with your housing situation, ask yourself, how can I help other people with their housing situation? You want Allah to, to help you with your teenagers, ask yourself, how can I help other people with their teenagers? To be active, to be proactive, and it will come back around. But if we don't take that first step, and we fall into the trap of woe be unto me, why isn't this happening? 
let me take a step back and reflect. What does Allah want from me? What does Allah want me to change for His sake? It could be increasing in something good. It could be decreasing in something bad. Can I at least put my best foot forward? Can I try my best to polish what I know that I need to polish? Can I make more istighfar? Can I send more salawat on the Prophet? Can I give more charity? Can I, whatever you find your, your niche to be, especially as it relates to ibadah, how can you further that? How can you polish that? How can you strengthen that? And also, how can you use the blessings Allah has given you to serve other people? We want Allah to provide us with this and with this. and Good, we should ask Allah. We have to ask Allah. Allah loves it when we ask Him over and over and over. And when we raise our hands and we ask Allah, Allah will respond. Allah will help us. He knows the details. The where, the how, the what. Allah knows. I'm going to do my part as best I can. Allah knows the details. Allah knows best. But am I at least doing my part? Am I thinking in a proactive way? Am I polishing my character? You never know whose face you may smile in just because you love the Prophet ﷺ and you want to smile because he smiled, so you make it a practice for you to smile. When you say salam to those you know and those you don't know, you want to smile because you love the Prophet ﷺ. You want to greet those you know and those you don't know because of the Prophet ﷺ. You never know who that's going to significantly impact. You don't know if that one smile helps that person to hang on to that rope. That rope of hope that may seem so thin for them and so difficult. And they may be very close to the edge. Maybe that one smile helps them to turn things around. And then you show up on judgment day and, and you didn't even realize that you may have saved somebody's life. You may not even realize that you're just trying to live the sunnah as best you can. As best you can. But in order for, for us to share that with others, in order for we want other people to taste the fruit of the sunnah, of, of Islam, of this deen, we have to work on ourselves first. And once a person tastes the sweetness of iman, then naturally they're going to want to share it with, with others. But how do you share something? With kindness, with love, with mercy. There's a lot of pressure, especially when it comes to parenting these days. Especially, you know, those who have younger kids, you know, those who are adolescents. There's so much going on socially and, and in so many other ways. It's so difficult and challenging. There's a lot of fear. But if, as parents, we constantly snap at our kids, then that's going to push them further and further and further away. So we need to take a step back. We need to you know, rein things in. We need to slow down a little bit and reflect, okay, I want something to happen. I want my kid to go to the masjid, to go for Jum'ah, to whatever it may be. But how are you going to help them come closer to that? How are you going to facilitate that with love and kindness and mercy? Sometimes parents want to speak at their children and they want to say, do this and don't do that. My job is done. No, 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 it's not. That's 0.1%. Come back for the other 99.9%. Terbiya is not fast food. You can't stop by, let me get a number three and you move on and that's it. It takes more time, more effort, more consciousness, more resources. And it will come back around, but as communities, we have to try our best to be proactive 
to internalize our deen as best we can, to live it as best we can, to help others as best we can. It could be with your character. Social sadaqah is a real thing. Our Prophet taught us this. Even a smile. Even moving something harmful from the road, helping someone who's blind, so on and so forth. Yes, there's financial charity, but there's also social charity. And the Prophet emphasized both. We ask Allah to make it easy for us to learn His Sunnah as best we can and to live His Sunnah as best we can. Amni Rabbil Alameen. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Hazati Ama Yasifun. Wa salamun al Mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Inna allahu wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabiyya ayuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we look at, again, how to say that Aisha radiallahu anha described the Prophet regarding his character. His character was the Qur'an. He was like a Qur'an that walked on the face of the earth. Action, internalizing the theory, putting it into practice. The best example that we have, period, in human history is the Prophet. When it comes to, I want to mention this because Ramadan is right behind us and then Hajj season is right in front of us. So we should be reflecting on both. What was the primary, the, the primary adjustment that the Prophet focused on, that the Prophet did? in the holy month of Ramadan. And his companions, they described him, outside the month of Ramadan, he was already the most generous person, but in Ramadan, he was even more generous. It's very interesting when you think about it, his prayer pretty much stayed the same, <coughs> of course there's the extra fasting, but the point is, he spent extra time with the Qur'an, extra time with his teacher, extra time with Angel Jibreel And what was the what was the outcome of that? He became even more generous. This should be the primary fruit from a person spending time with Qur'an. What's the litmus test? If a person's putting in time and effort with Qur'an, how do you know you're truly benefiting from it? What's coming out the other side? What's the output? The input you're putting in time with Qur'an, okay, what's coming out the other side? What's the outcome? The prophetic outcome should be sadaqah, charity, within a person's means whether it's financial charity or social charity. I mention this because today I'm here on behalf of Ihsan Foundation for West Africa and the specific, the specific reason why I'm here is because our brothers and sisters in Somalia, they're really, really struggling with the worst drought that they've had in decades. And we, we may unconsciously take things for granted in this part of the world $5 will feed a person for a month. $40 will feed a family of nine for a month. The dollar will go much further than we may realize, but we just have to take a step back, polish up the knee a little bit. Let me take these different ayat from the Qur'an. Let me live them. Let me internalize these verses, these words of Allah Azza wa Jal, and live them with my character. Let me embody them and personify them as best I can because that's what my Prophet did. That's what my beloved did sallallahu So if you can, please stop by. Please give what you can. At the very least, make dua. Make dua sincerely from the heart. We ask Allah to help them. We ask Allah to help us to help them. We ask Allah to protect us and our families. We ask Allah to protect our youth. We ask Allah to make them better than us. We ask Allah to facilitate 
guidance for us and for them. We ask Allah to forgive us and them. We ask Allah to have mercy on us and them. Say Ameen. We ask Allah to make things easy for us and for them. We ask Allah to protect us and our families. We ask Allah for the best in this life and the next, and we ask Allah for His protection. And we ask Allah the dua of the youth of the cave. We ask Allah for special mercy that only He can give. And we ask Allah to guide us in all of our affairs. They took a proactive approach. They did their part. And look at the miracles that Allah made happen for them. Small group of youth, they just want to do the right thing. And look at how Allah helped them. Likewise, the one who helped them, we ask him to help us in all of our affairs. Amir Rabbil Alameen. Inna Allah imuru bil alim wal ihsani wa ita'i dhil qurba. Wa yanha al-fahshai wal munkari wal baghi. Ya'adhukum la'alakum tadhakaroon wa aqam as-salam.